0: How that go?
1: Bang. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Angel and Tony show. Today we are joined by my good friend, Mr. Javier Villamil,
2: And my sort of friend. So...
1: Why? I thought we were cooler than that. Yeah. I'm in your... <laughs> so we decided to bring this guy on to talk about the evolution of an artist and like what The struggle is like to continue pursuing a dream, pursuing what makes you happy, what it's like to fight the death of that inner child that we all have. And we thought that this guy would be a perfect specimen for this because... uh, I like that. I like that. The perfect specimen. (laughs) I love that. Um, But yeah, he's a grown-ass kid. My first question for you guys is, do you remember what the first thing you ever made was that you were like proud of
2: See, like yeah. added that, yeah. last part. that
1: you were proud of at the time not that you were proud of you know oh. later because like when you're a kid you make f- macaroni necklace you're proud of that sh- yeah,
2: yeah but
1: i mean like the most epic thing you, you can remember
2: the first thing that i was proud of at that moment when i was like wow i'm really good at this
1: like something that yeah, still resonates with you. that's, a, that's oh, a the mu- my
2: music video easy mm. music video that mm. i wrote for britney spears um at 13.
0: Damn! Also the concept. Yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like,
2: she didn't really do it, You gotta obviously. bump it or
0: else you're gonna just leave me hanging. Like, you, they saw you. all of that. What about, what about you, sir? Uh, the first thing that I ever remember making that I was proud of at the time. I don't know, like, I, I made a lot of shit in my life. Um, I was really proud of my raps when I was way younger. I really wanted to be a rapper.
2: Okay. Like everyone.
0: <laughs> um, that was like one of my first things. I was I started writing and I was like, man, I really like the pen. And I started just, you know, doing that a whole lot. And I was like, well, gotta, you know. How old do you think you were at that time? Man, I was like
1: 15. <laughs> so would you say that was like your first intro into music? Definitely. Or, definitely. Like, was that your first like channel of
0: like artistic expression, like music? No, uh, I started with like drawing and stuff, like I really liked just anything to do with like pens and paper for some reason, like yeah. I really liked the writing aspect but I the first thing that I was really doing was trying to, you know, draw a little bit. Not, was, I'm not good at all. I was the same way
1: but I was pretty tight. You are, you're pretty good, you're pretty tight. Acknowledge me. <laughs>
2: I mean, he is good at drawing, everybody. Acknowledgement, acknowledgement, acknowledgement.
1: That was, that was, like, my first thing I started. Just, like, I used to really be in drawing, like, superheroes. Or, like, trying to make up my own superheroes. Then I got into, like, in fifth grade, I got into graffiti. And I used to really, like, making, like, 3D letters and stuff. And then I just went. Way left with that,
2: and then you're really good at uh, you you drew that Taz, right? You're, yeah,
1: I used to draw Taz on yeah. everything.
2: Uh, that was one of he's really good guys for real, for real. And uh, now, six, me, that that I wasn't blessed with that, no, something I wasn't blessed with. I think I I have like my uncle, he had saved so many, so much of like my art stuff, and he has like texted to me. I was like, I really thought this was good, like, come <laughs> over here, like, you're proud of it. Well, it's bad. I wish. Let me see if I can find it. Y'all can it. So, what? What do you? What?
1: What was your first like channel of creation for you?
2: My first channel. Like,
1: what was your like? Would you say was the the one that you felt was your best way to express yourself artistically? Writing. Mm -hmm. What kind of stuff did you write?
2: Uh.
1: Besides treatments for Britney Spears.
2: I mean, you know. Well, a lot of poetry. So that's Like,
0: how young were you when you started doing that?
2: Pretty young, I feel like.
0: Yo, I would, I like... would, have never like pegged you for a poetry writer. Oh yeah. For some, for some, I mean, cause I know that you're really I mean, crafty the... with cameras and all this. This is, this is her She's sh- her the poet master now. Oh, <laughs> uh... that's where it comes from, I think. Okay.
2: Nah, no, totally. Yeah. That, that definitely has 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 a lot to do with it. I like to say a lot with by saying less, and I think poetry is a great medium for that because you can take a collection of words and use it to give an audience their chance to interpret it in a way mm. and see, like, if your intended perspective or, like, meaning behind something actually carries through in the vessel that you create with mm. poetry.
0: Mm. And the vessels so. that you create with poetry. <laughs> Hold on, but to tag on that, um, I heard something really interesting the other day that I was like, I don't know if we talked about this, but it's, so the word spelling, right?
2: Spelling, uh-huh. The
0: word spelling... Like, I didn't know that it came from, like, literally people putting words together to cast, to, to cast spells on people. Like, so to break it down, it's like, I'll say some shit a certain type of way to affect you, right? Like, yeah. I'll use certain words, you know, and put them in this sentence to, to make you feel a certain type of way, even though I could have said it this way and made you feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was super cool, super cool. I heard it, I was, it blew my mind, to be honest with you. I, I was like, spelling. <laughs>
2: Can I show you guys something though? Yes. Real quick. Yeah. Okay, I found it. Oh! I found a drawing that... Oh, it's a self-portrait of me that says, Made in God's image.
0: <laughs> Phenomenal. Can you show the camera, please? <laughs> it's okay, we we'll it yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. put it in there.
2: So, I just wanted to let you guys know. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it's interesting amazing.
1: That, that, you, that it says, Made in God's image, because my, my next thing was going to be like, has there been a common theme in your work as far as what you've said, like message-wise?
0: A common message? Um, well, when I was a musician, I mean, I guess I st- I'm still a musician, I still play music, but in Trainwreck Symphony, you can ask all the members and anybody who actually listened to, to the music, uh, it was all about heartbreak. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like half of music anyway, but it was all like about heartbreak. And I think anything that I've ever written came from that from that place, so like kind of like heartbreak, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess... And that that's the same for a lot of artists. Like even I think Reap was talking about this. He was like, "Man, I can't write no more because I don't got happy. no more right. I don't <laughs> got any more pain." And I I think a lot of musicians suffer from that. Like they even change lanes completely just because they were like, you know, what? I think
1: the same thing because I I used to like rap when I was in my like early twenties, and a lot of the stuff that I talked about was just like rage things mm. like. Things that I either didn't understand or didn't want to understand. And it was like, mm. back then I was incapable of doing something like this where I would just talk it out with somebody. So I would mm. just like write a bunch of sh- about it and then just put that out. And I would listen to it back and I'm like, man, that guy's pissed off. Like... And I didn't feel like it was me. It was just like yes. this rage monster that came out. And I was just like, I don't. And then after a while, I was just like, I don't even I don't need to do that because now I talk my problems out and like deal with them like an adult. Right? <laughs> and then I lost like the inspiration to do like that lane anymore. I was just like, uh, and I,
0: it felt forced, you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, what? No, I'm not going to ask you that. Should I ask you that? What? Like what your uh, what your rap name was? No, it was just the same name. Oh, just tell yeah. me. I Yeah. I went by so it answering. wasn't an alter ego it was just your ego at the time and you were yeah. like just...
1: but now i feel better i think i'm better at just like processing stuff but i was gonna that was yeah. gonna be another question too like as people who have done other things have you found yourself like going through something emotionally that makes you transition from one form to another as far as like you went from music into like more directing and stuff like that like what made you kind of flip that? Like, was there an experience that just made you be like, "All right, I'm gonna put this down for now." Okay,
0: well, that, that's a loaded question, All right. So
2: we love those, on, on right? That's that's they're that. <laughs> going deep. They're
0: going deep. Um, nobody would really know this unless you asked. Um, but when I was younger, I used to be in front of the camera a whole lot because of my grandfather, mm-hmm. my grandfather, he, he had one of those big ass RCA uh, straight to yeah, videotape yeah, yeah. camera rigs, right? The like big VHS yeah. ones he had the viewfinder it was it was huge it was awesome he used to dress us up right and like i used to act in front of the, in front of, i wanted to be jim carrey so bad like when jim carrey was a thing i was come on man i'm i was like let me show you something well, <laughs> you know really, but do these tapes exist still somewhere to your question the me tr- uh stopping music hasn't really happened like i didn't stop i just had to stop with who i was Making music. Yeah, exactly.
1: But I feel like your passion, because you went from that and then it was like you were directing and then right. you went to screenwriting and now you're like really focused on acting. Right. I feel like that passion and that drive that drives somebody to pursue this like for a living, yeah. you can you can really only focus it so much in one area for right. a while. So there has to be something that makes you kind of like move, like flow to so, the next
0: thing. Right. So So the thing that actually made me jump ship was... To be honest, like I, I was doing a lot of music video type stuff with the band, right? Like, mm. music actually led me to film. Mm. Um, I was making music videos for the band and we were, we were cranking stuff out and at some point I started to feel slanted. I felt the rest of the members weren't like kind of like sharing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, may, it may have been trash. It could have been, it could have very well been trash, but I was, I was spending like literally half of my waking life Mm-hmm. outside of being the singer and, and doing all that stuff in, in, in like keeping these four other individuals in my mind like all day you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. like I'm writing this stuff I'm directing it and then I'm editing the stuff I'm staring at these guys all day thinking about them all day and I just felt like it wasn't being reciprocated so I felt like I had to leave I was like yo I'll give it another year I'll give it another year and by the time I knew it it was like I was DJing in a bar, I was feeling, I was, I I don't know, I was anxious. I just, I I felt, I felt like I needed to jump ship because I was like, I'm not getting it here, I'm looking at this thing that I really want, and I'm like, if I just put all that effort into me, into making myself like as dope as I can be, then my cup runneth over, then I could pour into other people, but Mm -hmm. at the time, it just, it just wasn't. I don't know. I mean, wasn't your energy anything.
2: wasn't being matched. It wasn't.
0: Right? It really wasn't. So that's
2: draining if it's all just give, 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 right. and you're not getting anything right? I, like, you know, I was
0: getting something from them, like, because I c- I can't throw them out there like that because at the same time they only asked me to be their singer. Totally. You know what I'm saying? So I was overextending myself for me, you yourself. Like it, oh, right? For yourself, like, yeah. I I was being very like, I don't know. I guess it was selfish. I was I was giving Freud. I think it was Freud that said this, by the way it's like anytime you do something for somebody else it's always selfish because at the end of the day you're gonna feel good by doing that good thing for somebody else so it's like it's wow. always like <laughs> you, you you're selfish son of a what would you say is the most drastic move you've made for like your career wise jumping out to la yo i was 31 years old like what the band thing had just happened like I was like, I'm leaving. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it took three months, but then I jumped out to LA. Like, I dropped everybody out there, everything, you know, in pursuit of the shit. And I, then I got here, and then Cali ate me up. <laughs> like, it, it it is ruthless.
1: What do, you, what do you guys think LA does to your, like, self esteem or, like, your psyche as far as what you set out to do when you get here? Because you've been here for, like, longer than both of us put together like do you think from the time that you got here if you can remember like who that angel was to this angel now like what do you think la ch- like morphed you into from back then
2: I, I mean i think it's it's crazy because i feel like i was very fearless when i moved out here i mean i know. agreed <laughs> i was 23 just graduated and had never been to la before never visited, had no job, had no place to live, and only had $2,000 and everything that I had in my car. And so the thought of doing that now, like, terrified (laughs) me for sure because I know too much. It's like I know too much about this place and, and what it can do to you. But I will say the one thing is that it just made me stronger. Like, I feel like I could take on, like, anything now you know because and, and that's not that's not like my journey in la like don't get it twisted was it wasn't like this at all i was thinking about moving out of this place multiple times within that 10 year mark you know i think so what do you
1: what do you think that it did to that younger fearless angel to like not that you're not fearless now but i think you're a lot less reckless probably so like what do you think it is about this place that like
2: I think see it's I think I needed that I think I needed that um I just needed to go. You know, if, if I was going to do it and jump shit, you, you need to just jump shit. Hmm. And then when I got here and I was like, you know, by the time we signed our lease, I was pretty much broke. I had no job, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then as as time progressed and I and I saw, I don't know, I have so much to say. It's been 10 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot has changed for me just even personally like i didn't come out of the closet until i moved to la mm. there was a mm. lot of things that happened for me i think la is can very much so quickly be like your mirror a hundred percent i think uh. that you can easily see the type of you know like you'll realize like who you are like whether you like it or not mm. and not at your convenient time
1: wow so like with this. that, what do you what do you
2: think?
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Cuz uh,
0: you came shit. here and then you moved back out of here. <laughs> right. So I I moved out of here for a year and some change, maybe like a year and a half, maybe maybe closer to 2 years. Yo, as soon as I got here, I realized like it's a bunch of sharks. <laughs> like there's sharks everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like there's facts. like <laughs> the expression is like they they say uh be the big fish in a small pond, right? Mm-hmm. So this way you can make it, right? But, like, they're all out here because the dream's out here. And I think that as soon as you get here, you look around and you're like, damn, everybody's dope? (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally
2: so many people, like, what, yeah, that analogy with the, you know, the big fish in a small. Anybody in L.A. will literally say the same thing that that moved from another spot because this place is real humbling. Like, like you were saying, like, you could be the (laughs) from where you're from, like, literally the dopest of all dope. And then you come out here and you start meeting people and you're like oh my god this this person's way better that person's really good too and that wait we're all are we all going for this the same thing and so it's like i said it's a real humbling thing but it's also a place that can easily transform you into something that you aren't so i think that it's important for you to kind of know like at the core who you are before you come here because you can get caught up in a lot of that, that, that because that, that's real, you 100% can get really lost um, real fast, really fast. And it's it's so important to just when you find people that that are true and real and that really have your back. I think that's that's you a gotta, very important thing to, to keep around you. And
1: stuff. You definitely got to gravitate towards those yeah. people. So I remember like when you moved here, like I met up with you like pretty soon after that. Right. Like real quick. this dude was like yeah i moved here with my girl we've been together for like four months three months oh and i was like yeah that's not gonna last and he was like damn really it's like that (laughs) and i was like no you moved out here with a motorcycle you're like this hot spanish Latin guy
0: and you do like cool exposed you're not you're not that's not gonna work (laughs) but we we are still together it's it's long and i'm very impressed what's up ashley what's up what's up baby Uh, (laughs) What happened
1: like how did that affect your relationship as far as come out here? What was your game plan when you got here?
0: Yo, okay, so this is how it happened like I met my beautiful girlfriend Ashley three months before like I knew of her I knew she existed because we used to work at the same bar I was doing some DJing I was DJing at the time and she was bartending and I used to always see her and she's very cute And I was like, okay, so I knew of her. I play a show (laughs) one day she's there and she starts talking to me on on the on the interwebs you know and i'm like i think she might like me so i you know did that thing but i told her i was like yo i'm I'm leaving to california right three months go by then it's january 1st i'm about to leave for california i was literally out here january like 25th i asked her on new year's to be my girlfriend with no plan whatsoever like i had no idea how this was gonna pan out yo rockstar like, life rockstar life i'm like i'm like be my this girlfriend really shit. and then figure we'll figure it out <laughs> right so i moved out here i came out here first and then she followed me out like a, a month later right i'm 31 years old like everything was so heavy at the time because like i had just left the band i'm literally leaving my family behind in chicago like i'm i'm pulling off all of my bandages like i'm, I'm Shedding weight left and right, right? but I come I came out here and we started trying to answer your your exact question. how did it affect our relationship? Man, I was so stressed out about like leaving everything behind. I needed something because like I literally I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna be the singer of this band anymore. I'm coming out here for film so I was I was zeroing in, but I knew nobody except for tone. And then I had just met Angel, and it was just like she felt the weight on my shoulders. Like I, I was literally racking my brain left and right every day. And I start writing a short film. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting in the corner, seeing a ton of homeless people. I'm taking all of LA in for the first time, like shedding all that weight, writing the psychological thriller. I was literally driving myself mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if you felt it, but tone, man, that was the darkest time of my life, moving to LA. It's it's a miracle that me and my girlfriend are still together. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it was just, like, it was so stressful, yo. So stressful. And, like, because it took me about eight months, I want to say, to write that short. Like, I don't know if you knew that. It, it, I was in there racking my brain for about eight months, literally studying psychopaths and, and, like, trying to figure out how they operated, how they moved, like, what insanity kind of looked like for, for different people. Like, I was a psychopath up here a little bit. What was the moment that you decided to leave? I called my cousins who lived out in Atlanta. I was like, yo, I'm doing this thing. Like, we just had a long conversation about I'm doing this thing. Like, I, I you know, I jumped ship. I'm over here in L.A. trying to kill it. I'm not finding any paychecks, but, you know, I'm, I'm out here doing the thing. Told him everything. And he offered me a gig. And then he was like... Well, you gotta be here in two weeks, and it was just like, are you serious? And like me and my girl, we were kind of like on the rocks during that during that time, because the stress of everything, like, and I was taking it out on her. I really was. Like she she got the 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 end of that stick so bad. Like, and she's an angel for for dealing with me. I think for all successful
1: artists of any like level, there has to be a certain amount of delusion Mm. for them to really like think that they can do whatever it is that they do. Right. And I think some people are good, some people are like medium, some people are whack, but they all have to have like this belief in themselves that they can do whatever it is. And so I was like, is there ever a moment where you look around you or your path or whatever and you think like, should I still be trying
0: to do this or should I just like go get a day job? I would think that one of my superpowers, honestly, is being fearless. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm never afraid to look like an asshole. I have never been afraid to try something on, trying on a new hat, despite what anybody thinks of me, because I'm like, yo, what if that thing works, right? Yeah. What was the question? Is there ever a time where you're like, I, I should, should stop? Yeah. Like, that's why like, I kind of stepped away from, the, from that music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I felt. Like, I needed to deviate. It didn't take me to look at the mu- look at the music or listen to the music and be like, oh man, this kind of sucks, I should stop doing that. I've never done that. It's either, if I've ever dabbled in it, I'll, I, I'll probably still dabble in it. But I don't think I've ever ran away from, like, an art in that way. Like, I don't think so.
1: Sometimes I get in these modes where I don't think I'm as good as I think I am. And I think it is that whole, like, LA humbling thing where you're just like, man, I don't know. And I, I feel it less now, but I also feel like a lot of like the gas that I get is just from working with you because you have like infinity amount of confidence. And so that's why, you know, I keep you around. But, because people have asked me like, what what would you do? Like, what else would you do? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, my what drives me is I feel like I'm just backed in a corner. Like I just fight because I'm like, I don't know what else I would do, you know? so what drives me now at this point is like I do think I'm tight and I'm willing to like bet on that over anything else because I'm like I don't have nothing else to bet on like
0: I'd better be tight and just get better cuz like what else is there I've never ran away from from any of those things I think because I've worked some of the jobs ever I've cleaned toilets like disgusting you know I'm saying like I worked at the airport cleaning toilets right Mm. you know how many wieners and asses have graced those toilets i say "grazed" to make it sound (laughs) because it's spelling (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying like i've had really jobs so like for me to run away from this thing that that might make my life like not just better but like way dope like it just it doesn't compute to me i just i i don't think i don't think that way i don't think like I should ever stop trying you know for for art's sake you know what i'm saying like what's your poetic I, take on that
2: <laughs> i know you got i know you got oh, you I, got something she's
1: over there cooking it up
2: <laughs> no i think um i'm gonna never stop <laughs> like and that's just real like you could you can knock me down a million times and i don't think i would ever stop and I think that is really driven just by purpose. And I think like realizing my purpose is what drives my art. All the steps that I've taken is so, is so that I can actually tell the stories that I wanna tell. However long that's gonna take me to do that, I'm gonna keep going. Mm. Like a lot of the business stuff that, you know, that Tony and I have built, like what we're doing for money, that's, that's all just a piece of the puzzle. But yeah. the main drive is is purpose and, and storytelling and interjecting like what you know, what I have to say about the world, about different issues. So we're all from the Midwest, right? So it's it's one of those things, you know, a lot of our a lot of our peers back home are maybe married, they have kids, they own houses, like all of that. And and and, and, and none of us here do. Mm. And that that can mess with your psyche. I feel like if those are the only people that you like have around you, mm. you know what I mean. But for for me personally, I'll say like uh, just being around here and and seeing that life and seeing what other people are doing. It just is. I'm just like I don't need to measure up to anybody, but the purpose that I set for myself. Right. Nothing else. So. Right. <laughs>
0: And I thought (laughs) I asked bars. (laughs) I think that man, like you, just you unloaded a whole lot there with that, (laughs) like man when i because when i first came out to la like
2: but see i and i I don't even know you for that long but i i can like i can feel that from you you know like where you're just like you're just he's just not a quitter And i can see it like he life can chop at you all at once but you're driven and we were out last night i saw it in him going out there it takes a certain somebody to do that Warren, you know that's a big
0: ass compliment thank you Oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, just to piggyback that, man, like, I saw all the mansions, you know what I'm saying? I was riding down Sunset, and this is me seeing this stuff for the first time. When I first came out here, bought a motorcycle, decided to ride it around, and just that alone blew my, I blew my own mind. Honestly, honestly, because, like, I had never owned a motorcycle. I said, you know what? I'm going to move to California and buy a motorcycle. And I f- did it, right? And then I was like, what else can I fuck? do you know what I'm saying like you got these mansions like all these people are filthy rich they got these big ass cribs and it's like bro they probably did something like we're doing right now at like what you guys are doing like they they made a f-ing television show because they were like I want to make a television show you know what I'm saying it's like it takes you just deciding to go and do some and it's like when I when I saw that when I saw all those mansions down sunset looking at all the people that look pretty much like me I was like yo why not me like, you start putting one foot in front of the other at that point, like, no. then, man, dangerous.
2: That's kind of what, what it boils down to. Like, if you keep, if you put that energy out there, like, I'm the No, sh- <laughs> no I'm just kidding. But, like, yeah. I can do it. I can do this. Like, it'll, it'll, start, it'll start happening for you.
1: So, in your, in your journey, I'm going to end this with bringing us to your current destination. You have decided to start pursuing acting since you've been in Atlanta. And where
0: has it gotten you? In Atlanta, the way that it happened, th- so this is, this, is, this, is, this is gonna trip you out. I'm in Chicago at the time. I, I was there for an audition. I was auditioning for Chicago PD. And my agent calls me like maybe, maybe a couple hours later. She's like, yo, you booked. I was like, what? I booked Chicago PD? I was like, yo, I'm gonna tell my mom because she watches the show. I was like, yo, this is exciting. My agent, she calls me back and she's like, no, you didn't, you didn't book that. You booked that Hunter's Point thing. I was like, ah, oh, She was like, no, 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 don't trip, it's still a Sony film, don't worry about it, don't worry. Somebody called me from costume saying, yo, this is blah, blah, blah from Jumanji, uh, congratulations. I was like, who is this lady calling me, like, you, you, with her biggest credit being like, I'm big shit calling you, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, lady. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be there for the, for the thing. So I pull up to Black Hall Studios, they give me a pass, a security pass. I read it, it's like, Javier, blah, 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 uh, uh, Sony Pictures, Jumanji 2, I'm like, what is happening dude what is happening Go into the costume room and the rock is on the wall jack black is on the wall kevin hart and i'm like what what the f-? i call my agent and i'm like yo i booked jumanji it was jumanji it's not this point she's like shut the f- up i'm like yes <laughs> and it blew my f- mind yeah so i'm gonna be in jumanji too man and that's how it happened isn't that wild and are you are you just like an extra in it no yeah, I, that I i have a i have a speaking role i have a speaking role i got i this one line in there i'm not going to ruin it for you guys because it'll ruin the movie yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. um but yeah i was able to act across from literally literally my hero like i yeah. wear his sneakers i'm in the gym i'm like man i wonder if i could be the rock one day i'm lifting like 20s <laughs> i'm like i'm doing this shit. like come on come on come on <laughs> but for him to be there like at one point i was like i fed him my line and he's like that was pretty good that was pretty good done (laughs) i'm i'm palpitating thinking about it like so at one point he's he's walking this way everybody's over here i'm like this is this is my moment like he's walking he's talking to one person i'm like i'm gonna say something i'm gonna say something and i didn't (laughs) i put my hand out I, I didn't even look him in the eyes I was like this <laughs> right and he was like what's up buddy and he dabs me and he walks away and I was like I'm his buddy <laughs> he called me The Rock dude he called me buddy I was like my, my mind was <laughs> blown dude blown like
2: that's amazing so man. like
0: that happening for me really opened my mind I was like yo game time now I'm asking for bigger and more bodacious goals like I literally it
2: gassed you up.
0: It gassed me like, up. Full tank. Right? So, like, I have a, a to do list or like a should do list, a can do list, like wants and all that stuff. And I saw one there on the table and it said, book a role in a, in a major motion picture. And I f- scratched it off, dude. I scratched that thing off and then I had to rewrite that and say, land a bigger role <laughs> in a major motion picture. Damn. And it's on the same list. And now I'm like, yo. Game time.
1: It's game time. I think awesome. that's a fantastic way to end this story or this episode.
0: Just keep going, I guess, is the answer to the question.
2: Never quit. Never stop.
0: Ask the universe for Absolutely.
2: shit. Don't be
0: afraid to try shit. Look stupid or else you're never going to learn a new thing.
2: And also like.
0: Yeah. Comment. comment subscribe.
2: subscribe.
1: Out here doing it big. Thank you, Kona. Looking forward to seeing this fool in Jumanji
0: 2. I can't
2: wait. That's going to be amazing. Uh,
0: the next level. Oh, shit. It's called Jumanji 2: The Next Level. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Level up.
2: Level up. Level up.
0: Level up. up. Uh, (laughs) When are you guys gonna put this out? Next week. Yeah, I think I am allowed to say it at least.
2: Exclusive. Yeah.
0: So the the world doesn't even know the shit that I just told them. So like, this is this is like
2: world premiere type. All right. (laughs) Peace, guys. Thanks for having me.